This month, Pastor Trent and myself are going to look at, at three key C words. We're going to study these themes, courage, contribution, and calling. Today, we're going to look at the, the term of courage and why it's important throughout the pages of scriptures. And why is it important in our lives? Let me pray. God, I pray that in the next few minutes, your word would become strong. May it not be about Matt or Pastor Trent. May it not be about technology. May it just be about you speaking to our hearts. You're a great God. We love you. Speak to us really boldly. We want to be a changed people. We ask all this in your name. Amen. The, the dictionary defines courage as the, the state or quality of mind or spirit that enables one to face danger or fear. And in that fear, people with courage actually have confidence or resolution or a word that we'd be familiar with, bravery. I think Mark Twain described it best when he said this, courage is the resistance to fear, the mastery of fear, but not the absence of fear. It takes courage for us to be honest all the time. It takes courage to admit that we're actually fearful people. What about people who say this, that, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm not fearful, I'm, I'm careful. Well, let me push you a little bit on that, and you see this on the screen. Careful is, 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 I can't even say it this morning, that's good. Careful is fueled by information. Fearful is fueled by imagination. Do you see the difference? Careful calculates risk. Fearful avoids risk. Careful wants to achieve success. Fearful wants to avoid failure. Careful is concerned about progress. Fearful is concerned about protection. So this week I needed to ask myself, Matt, are you fearful or are you careful? Well, how can I become a, a person with courage, a courageous person, even when things get tough? How can I rise above what the world is telling me, which is simply that I need to be quiet, don't make a fuss, Matt, be really safe. I want to encourage you this summer to actually spend some time in the book of Judges. The Old Testament is, is a, a book that's packed with stories that we don't always understand. In the book of Judges, we, we see a, a whole book full of people who dealt with the exact same problem. People who were called by God to be courageous in the world that was around them. But they quickly found out in this book of Judges that it wasn't easy. Today, if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn to Judges chapter 4. We're going to spend time in Judges 4, and then we're going to end with Psalm 27, where Trent led us this morning. While you're looking for Judges chapter 4, there's a biblical definition of courage that has appeared on your screen. I love this biblical definition. It's way better than the, the dictionary version. 
describes my life, the strength to obey God, even when I'm afraid, and even when things are really difficult. Strength, courage, is when I obey God even when I'm scared and things are tough. Well, here's the first point, and there's three. God always calls us to have courage. God always calls us to have courage. If you have your Bibles open, look at Judges. We're going to have, if I couldn't say the word earlier, there's all kinds of great words in this. Judges chapter 4, verse 1. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. That's a theme we see with the Israelites. Now that Ehud was dead, so the Lord sold them into the hands of of the king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazar. Caesarea, the commander of his army, was based in this great town that starts with H. Because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron and was cruelly oppressing the Israelites for 20 years. What did the Israelites do? Look at that verse. They cried to the Lord for help. Now Deborah, Deborah, prophet, the wife of Lapido, was leading Israel at the time. She held court. Look where she's hiding, under the palm of, De- of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She's sitting under the, the palm tree. The people of Israel were living in fear of an enemy for 20 years. The time came when God told Deborah that, that Israel needed to face their fear. They needed to have courage. They needed to challenge their enemy. They needed to change their lives for the better. To do this required and a great amount of courage. God calls us to stretch ourselves beyond living in this comfort zone to actually moving into the character zone. That's what he was doing with Deborah. Deborah was was living in her comfort zone. She liked the palm tree. Deborah lived with Moses, but before the Israelite kings in a town when each town had had a judge, in a time when each town had a judge, a respected person who the town would look like and, and say, that person's really wise. People would come, like us in court. They would have disputes brought, and Deborah, this judge, would render judgment. I really love that image of, of her office space being the palm tree. This week, I needed to ask myself, Matt, what's your palm tree? What's your comfort zone? You know, this story is unique because back in those days, they didn't, women didn't have the same rights as men. For her to become a judge and eventually lead a nation means that she was a woman who was incredibly well-respected. So life was great for Deborah. She had the palm tree. She had the respect. But God called her to commit herself to step out in faith. In obedience to the call of God, God issues that same call to us, even in the midst of COVID-19. 
Well, how does, how does God do this? How does God actually call us to have courage? The, the very first one is God calls us to face our fears and challenge the things that, that keep us in bondage or get us stuck. God actually calls us to step into that. There's always something that we need to change. There's always something that, that has taken us off the journey of following Jesus. And often those changes involve facing a fear or challenging something in our life. So what fears are you facing? What changes do you need to make in your life? To commit to stepping out in faith and, and obedience to face our fears actually means that we need to have courage. This is actually a great season to start to develop that courage muscle. When something comes into our life and we feel like we can't face it, we become captive to, to fear. And then our ministry is, is useless. It's, dis, it's diminished. The second place that God calls us to, to have courage in is actually to have courage by helping others get unstuck. Deborah was actually leading a nation to, fa to face her, their fears, to challenge the, the realization that this army was really strong. They needed to change their life. Likewise, even in this season where we're going, I don't see people physically, Matt. God calls us to encourage believers, to challenge our neighbors, to challenge the people around us. Unfortunately, what, what you and I become accustomed to is we let our fear of failure. I know in my life, what trips me up is I just don't have the right words. Or what if people will reject me? Or what if people won't like me if I challenge them? It's the broken world. We need to face our fears. We need to be people of, of proclamation. We know that the gospel changes lives, even in COVID-19. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5, Paul writes this, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but they were a demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power so that my faith, your faith, might not rest on, on human wisdom, but on God's power. He continued that theme in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, where he wrote, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and be strong. Here's the, the second area that God is calling us to as we look at, at Judges chapter 4. God is always the source of courage. I'd love to say that I've coached myself long enough that I can develop courage, but God is always the source of courage. Look back at Judges chapter 4, verse 6. So Deborah went, uh, sent for Barak, the son, and said to him, The Lord your God of Israel commands you, Go, take with you 10,000 men and lead them up to the mountain. 
I will lead Caesarea, the commander of the army with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. Remember that biblical definition that we gave for courage? The strength to obey God even when I'm afraid and things are really difficult. So what's the source of that strength? I believe that the source of that strength is actually our relationship with God. Then I needed to ask myself this question, Matt, how intimate is your relationship with God? I want you to go back to Sunday school just for a minute. One of the stories we always loved in Sunday school was, was David killing Goliath. David had an enormous amount of courage. He had courage that he looked at King Saul and said, pick me, I'll go down there. And as he was outfitted with all kinds of army fatigue that didn't work, and so David went and faced Goliath. And he didn't bring anything except his, his slingshot. And the interesting thing is, as he went to face Goliath, he came to a river and he picked out five smooth stones. You see, God needed David to actually have the courage to go face Goliath. God needed David to pick those smooth stones. And then God would deal with, with Goliath. 1 John 4.18 says this, There's no fear in love. But perfect love always drives out or casts out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. When you see that word punishment, maybe put the word bondage in there. Fear has to do with bondage. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. You see, we're immobilized by fear. God is, is teaching us discipline. He's setting us free by giving us the courage to commit, to respond to God's call with faith and obedience. So Matt, how do we grow in our relationship with God? We, we, first, grow, we first grow by simply claiming his promises. Get familiar with God's word. There's so many times in scripture where God says, go. Just like Judges chapter 4, go. The second one is we need to, to rely on his presence, that God is with us. I love that the story where it says, I will do this. Listen to what God said to Joshua. Have I, God, not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't get discouraged. For the Lord your God, I will be with you wherever you go. The interesting thing about our relationship with God is throughout the pages of Scripture, we always see God calling and then the person responding. And as, as we respond to God's call, God always says, I will be with you. Just like in Matthew 28, go into all the world and I will be with you. Strength always comes from God. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. God is always the source of our courage. Well, let's, let's begin to wrap this up. The third, what's the result 
What's the result for us individually or us as a church when we actually commit to a life of of courage, of stepping out from our palm tree, stepping out from our comfort zone? In verses 8 through 23 in the story that, that we are referencing today, and I would encourage you to read this story after service today. Because there's some valuable pieces that we can just highlight, but I'd love for you to invest some time in. What's the result? Well, the the first result is that fears are actually faced. Verse 9. Deborah says this, of course I will go. Now, I want to encourage you that are women, make sure that you read that verse because you'll see a man who's gloating. And the woman says, I'll take the glory. I love it. The second one, enemies are always conquered. Sometimes it's a physical enemy. Sometimes it's a spiritual enemy. Something that's held us in bondage. In verses 14 through 16, look at verse 14. Go, this is the day the Lord has given this area, this nation, Caesarea, into your hands. Then the reminder from God, has not the Lord gone ahead of you? Hasn't God actually prepared the way? And what's the third result? People are always changed. Here we find the the wife who we are told was an associate of Jabin. The king Caesarea served, kills the commander by driving a tent peg through his skull. In other words... One who had been in the league with Israel's enemy chose to come alongside of the people of God. God, One who was an enemy at the start of this story actually becomes a friend of God. People will only be inspired to turn to Christ through the witness and testimony of the people of God who find the courage to stand up, to rise above their fears, and challenge their enemies. Deborah's courage to respond to God's call inspired Barak to find the courage to respond to God's call. It inspired the men, the army, to find the courage to respond to God's call, which then led Jael to find the courage to respond to God's call. You see, courage is always contagious. Look back at at verse 15. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Caesarea. God moves at times in response to our commitment to respond to his call with faith and obedience. So what is God looking for from you today? What are you waiting on? Look to him. Trust in his promises and his presence. Find the courage, even in this season, to face your fears to challenge your enemies, to see your life and the lives of others changed. What good is fear? If you have your Bibles, I would love for you to turn to Psalm 27. We're going to end this service, uh, this part of the service. Trent's going to come up and lead us in communion, which is a great response. It took the courage of Christ. But Psalm 27 actually is a powerful passage of scripture that David penned. And it sends us out in courage. 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Who should I be afraid of? Evil men will advance, advance against me to devour my flesh. Enemies and foes will attack me. My heart, I will, they will stumble and fall. Though an army comes against me, my heart will not fear. The wars break out against me. I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I want to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. I want to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe. God will hide me in his shelter of his tabernacle and set me on the high rock. My head will be exalted among the enemies who surround me. Love verse 7. Hear my voice. God, be merciful and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, is what I want to seek. Don't hide your face from me. Don't turn your servant away in your anger. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of, your, because of my oppressors. Don't turn me away to the desires of my, phone, my foes. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait for the Lord. Let's pray. God, as we transition into the communion time, may the words that I utter truly be from your heart. God, give us, give us courage. Give us the ability to navigate this world, not immobilized by fear, but may we seize the opportunities that you give us. Lord, we love and adore you. You're a great God. As we come into this communion time, may we be reminded of that great gift that you gave us. The gift of salvation. The gift of a purpose and a plan. We love you. We ask all this in your name. Amen. I just want to encourage you to take what you've heard today and invite the Lord to guide you this week on how you can abandon fear and live in courage. What does that look like for you today, tomorrow, and the next day? I encourage you to consider that, to allow God to change who you are and continue to grow you. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace.